Looking to find out more about sport teams and how they promote their teams with hashtag campaigns? The New Media Hut is the podcast for you, as Christian Castro brings you a weekly guest speaker to find out how they came across their favorite sports teams through hashtag campaigns. And now, here's your host, Christian Castro. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of Media Hut. I'm your host, Christian Castro, and today's guest speaker will feature senior criminal justice major Jordan Birch. Topics will include hashtag campaigns from the National Football League team, the Atlanta Falcons, and Birch on how he stays connected to his favorite team on social media. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I gotta ask you something. What are we all here to do? We are all here to do what Falcons do. Look at that. To feed and to fight. Welcome back, everyone, to episode two of Media Hut. I'm your host, Christian Castro, and what you just heard there was the Rise Up campaign for the Atlanta Falcons, the National Football League team. And that leads us into our show today, the hashtag campaign surrounding the Atlanta Falcons. I'm your host, Christian Castro, once again, and today joined with me is senior criminal justice major Jordan Birch. How you doing, Jordan? Pretty good. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Jordan. So today we're talking about the Atlanta Falcons, obviously as I know it to be one of your favorite teams across all sports. So how did you come to know the Falcons? Like, what was your first experience with them? My first experience, i say about eight or nine years old. Uh, my dad was a recruiter for the military, and he actually brought me to the open uh, uh, the open practice for the Falcons at, in the Flowery Branch. So you first interacted with the Falcons uh, at their Flowery Branch facility, their training facility for the, you know, the off-season. And you got the privilege to do that because your dad's a military service. All right, so how do you interact with the Atlanta Falcons on social media? Do you use hashtags? Do you tweet during games? Do you wait after the game to talk about it? Are you talking during it with it on a fans page? How do you interact? I talk about the game. I talk about the game after the game, and I also tweet during the game as well on Twitter. Very nice. And do you typically do you go off and do you? chat with other uh, Falcons fans or you just keep it to yourself and you know share your input on how what's going on that week oh, I definitely want to hear from other people as far as their opinions um, and I also express mine as well right makes sense yeah fan interaction is very important and you know as we were, as I was talking about the rise up campaign for you, those of you that don't know what the Falcons rise up campaign is it's uh the Falcons slogan actually since the 2010 season and has been part of the team's image around the league and owner Arthur Blank has started a new initiative to make it grow even more in Atlanta through charity and teamwork so what do you think Arthur Blank has done for the community ever since he's became uh the Falcons owner 
he's tried to bring the community together. Uh, that's the main part. Certainly, yeah, and he does through this uh, campaign slogan, and he's actually done that. He's not only done that with the Falcons football team, but has been involved ever since that the name changed to the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. He did that with. Uh, he's been working hard with the Atlanta United team, um, our big soccer MLS team, and not our main American football team. As he he tried to he tries to go across all different sports, you know, to very expand this Atlanta feel and this environment and this energy that we bring to the city. Make it home. Exactly. Make it a home. Make it a home for anyone that's new coming in. Make it natural for them. And especially make it a home for the civilians themselves in Atlanta. And, you know, he helps out through charity work, as I said. And all the Falcons players help out through this Rise Up campaign, you know, because no one in Atlanta should be down in profit. And, you know, just hoping to rise up both the Falcons, you know, perform well and the civilians in Atlanta. And so... Another campaign that I saw was interesting that is that floated around for a long time was the Save Smitty campaign. And do you know who Coach Mike Smith is? I do. So you knew his time from uh, 2008 to 2014 when he served for the Falcons and what he did for the culture there, bringing you know a winning uh, team and heading in, getting into the playoffs. But, th- but throughout his end of his career there in Atlanta, he kind of had a really bad winning streak. And this Save Smitty campaign actually came through from the New Orleans radio stations. And it was basically like to save Smitty's job, obviously save Smitty. And because they wanted to keep a bad coach, in their opinion, they thought he was a bad coach because they had a losing record uh, in that 2014 season, I th- believe it was. And they went 4-12, and they ended up finishing 4-12. and And he ended up losing his job, which was unfortunate. But they were trying to save his job through the Save Smitty campaign. Um, what do you think about Coach Mike Smith? Did you like him as a coach? Did you glad you moved on to bigger and better things? Or what, how was your opinion? I'm glad he moved on to bigger and better things. Uh, Falcons needed a, a, a big wake-up call. Yeah, we weren't performing well in the playoffs. We were just like, especially our defense was just not good. And then they would say that he was in charge of most of the calling and he wouldn't really let the shot calling come from the defensive coordinator, which was a big uh, argument on uh, on the coaching staff there. So they ended up parting ways. And they picked up but a more defensive coach in Dan Quinn later on in the future and Dan Quinn he came over from the Seattle Seahawks who was the defensive coordinator there but he wanted to prove himself as a head coach you know really foster that he can you know bring a team that is seeking to go to a Super Bowl and they ended up doing it um but I first want to say before we lead into that uh I want to say all the struggles and faults that you know the Falcons had throughout the playoffs they they I, I swear they're one of the only teams correct me if I'm wrong Jordan but they have blown a lead in every single round of the playoffs. Every time, bro. And it, 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 it amazes me because they'll be up so many points or they'll be doing so well during the game. All of a sudden, they just choke. Like, yeah. why? I don't. I, th- I feel like they just get too comfortable. They, they think the lead, the game is already over. And they think that, you know, most teams will give up in those situations. But, you know, the game isn't over until it's over, until the clock hits zero and, you know, you're winning the game or, uh, or losing the game. But, yeah. Our defense has just been bad, and they've blown so many leads. I remember in the wild card game, it was against the Giants. That nine and seven team eventually went on to beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Um, in the divisional round, it was against the Packers or Seattle Seahawks that I remembered. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks also both of those teams ended up winning their Super Bowls as well. And then the NFC Championship game, we blew the lead, and it was at home as well. We blew the lead to the San Francisco uh, 49ers, who ended up thankfully they lost, <laughs> but. It would have been nice to even be at the Super Bowl. They lost to the uh, Baltimore Ravens 
that year and Ray Lewis's final year, which was a nice send off for Ray Lewis. He's a great player. But it would have been, been nice to have that rematch with Ray Lewis, you know, ending his career because we had it, we had that, you know, that match with him in 1999 when he was a rookie and they won it. So it would have been nice to send off, be like, start going against the Falcons and going against the Falcons. That would have been pretty sick, in my opinion. I don't know what you would have thought. You have no comment against you're right on the spot. You're right. All right. I'm right on the spot. All right. So, and then the biggest one of all, I'm going to say, obviously, is the disappointing, the heartbreak. Even if you're not a hard, diehard Falcons fan, you know about this one. It stings the most. The big 24-3 lead oh that we goodness. had coming into the second half. Blown. And the Patriots win. And Tom Brady just looks like this phenomenal, you know, world champion. He basically owns the Super Bowl. Unless he doesn't go against the Giants <laughs> and the Eagles. But, yeah. He, he just made us look, like, so bad. Like, that first half, we owned them. Offense was great. Kyle Shanahan knows what he was doing with the offense, runs the offense really well for the Falcons during his time there. Um, he's doing great right now in the 49ers, um, great head coach. But I miss him. I really do because he ran that offense great, fantastic. But the defense was just not holding up for the Falcons in that game. They kind of just gave up. Even the offense kind of a little bit fell apart because Matt Ryan threw a couple picks. Um, the running game was not having it. They were tired after a while. So we didn't run the ball. Because we kept using like two or three quarterbacks in that game, and we just couldn't waste the clock. Like, it just felt like a brain fart hit us because every time we were trying to run a play, they and would then, know they would know the play that we yeah were they play. knew exactly what was coming. Like they they had our number and they just predicted everything right. Um, so everything unfortunately didn't go our way in that game, and we ended up losing Super Bowl Fifty One. But we should have seen this coming because the Super Bowl Fifty right before that was Peyton Manning against Denver Broncos. Uh, Peyton, I mean, Peyton Manning versus, you know, he's on the Denver Broncos versus the Seattle Seahawks, and they their defense was really good, and they ended up winning against a the top offense in the league. So, you know, we go back to the discussion that everybody has across the world, defense wins games, and I strongly believe that, but the Falcons didn't, you know, they, I, they couldn't hold on because their defense, like I said, but I think I wanted to say uh, the Patriots didn't win this game so the Falcons lost this game. You, I think you could agree with me there, Jordan, right? I can, I can. It's just so disappointing. But back to the whole Smitty uh, th- thing and how it led to other coaches I was talking about. Um, yeah, Coach Mike Smith was a great coach, but he just didn't fit what we were going to in the future. And there was a lot of discussion of, like, should we have left him? Should he have stayed longer? Because that's when our better players started to come in. I mean, we got Tony Gonzalez, Julio Jones, and who knows where we would have gone with Mike. Uh, coach Mike Smith if he stayed but I just want to say real quick uh, there's another head coach that I want to talk about uh, coach Dan Reeves who previously passed away uh, January 1st of 2022 uh, very sad times he was the if you don't know he was the Falcons head coach for us when we made it to the 1999 Super Bowl so he did die at the age of 77 so may he rest in peace and he was a great head coach for us uh, Fortunately, I wasn't old enough to remember him as a head coach, but I read a lot about him, and he was a great guy, great guy in the clubhouse. Uh, you know, he just he knew how to get everybody going, and he was, for the longest time, uh, a big anchor and forwarder for Michael Vick, even for him getting back in the league, which was great for Vick. So I just want to um, remember Dan Reeves for his great service in the NFL. Do you have any comments about Dan Reeves, Jordan? I don't, because I, I was the same age you were. So yeah. I, it was hard. I, 
I read a lot about him. I just wasn't uh, there to experience his great achievements while he was alive. Right, exactly, yeah. My point, my what I was thinking exactly, yeah. We weren't there for his great achievements, but we read a lot about him. So, as I was saying before, you interact with the Falcons page a lot, and you've been on their social media interacting with fans. Do you typically do that in the offseason too, or do you just only talk about the Falcons or with the Falcons when they're in season? I try to talk about the Falcons during offseason, uh, especially when they're, you know, doing trades and reviewing how they're going to be better this year and things of that nature. So you've definitely been keeping up with uh, Julio Jones after he left the Falcons in those trades, right? Right, as far as him going to the Tennessee Titans? Yes. Yeah, I have. Yeah, and uh, he hasn't really been performing that you know, that trade doesn't pay off yet, but I think he's still adapting to that system. How do you feel? How many seasons do you think he's going to take for before he has that explosive, you know, that guy that he can be for us when he was with the Falcons? It's hard to say because every, every every player is different as That's far true. as when they take off. Uh, as far as Julio was a great player as, uh, with the Falcons. Uh, he was a main, he was a, he was uh, <laughs> Matty Ice's uh, uh, go-to receiver. Yeah. So with Tennessee Titans, I would say it, Matter of fact, it was hard. It's hard to say right now. But if I had to guess, I say hopefully one more season. Hopefully another season. Yeah, because you you always want to see your, even your better players when they do leave, as long as they didn't you know leave any ill will towards your team. You want to see them be successful. Right. You yeah. want the competitiveness in the NFL. And yeah, and I hope uh, they actually. I hope Tennessee Titans go versus go up against uh, Falcons in future like playoffs or something like yeah, that. Yeah, be yeah, that'd be nice to see. Uh, interesting to see how Julio would fare against his old team and how he would play against the Falcons. Maybe take advantage of our awful defense. <laughs> because as I keep saying, and I have said in this podcast, I just it upsets me that we should not blow, have, have blown that many leads in those time frames. Um, really need to get those guys in defense, in gear, and even on the offensive line itself because um, there's a lot, been a lot of times where Matty Ice just, just doesn't have enough time to – you know, throw the ball and be the best he can. You know, one can argue Brady could be just as good. I mean, Matty Ice could be just as good as Brady if he had all that time in the pocket. I mean, you you see those highlights in those clips. Brady has about 10, a good 10, 15 seconds in the pocket just sitting there because he's not a scrambler, scrambling quarterback just like Matt Ryan. And Matt Ryan sometimes barely has – five eight seconds you know that those two extra seconds they really do matter towards throwing to a receiver and uh finding an open man to get a touchdown or a simple first down to progress the play do you think that matt ryan would be a better player if he had the offensive line that brady had throughout his career definitely if matt ryan had the offensive line that brady had um we would be unstoppable we would we wouldn't have to you know f- lose so many so many games we would be going to Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl, doing great things and going above and beyond than where we are right now. Yeah, it's it's definitely tough um, seeing those games where Matt Ryan gets sacked and he's bullied around a bit and then he's forced to throw an awful pass. And I'm always seeing, you know, on Twitter, hashtag dirty birds, you know, we're the dirty birds. But, man, like it's tough to see like stuff like that go down. And uh, hopefully – with rumors surrounding Brady retiring as of late, um, officially not retired though, because you know social media and 
the media itself went hype when he was retiring. They were like, oh, he's already retiring. He's already retiring. But then Brady had to call the GM himself and be like, I have not announced retirement yet. Like, He's trying to they're trying to spread false rumors, and it's not looking good for Brady. Yeah, social media kind of blew up over the weekend. Right after, you know, Tampa Bay was knocked out of the playoffs by the Rams, uh, Brady almost pulled off yet another amazing comeback. You can really never count this guy off. I mean, he's a seven-time world champion for a reason he doesn't give up he shows up in big moments and he continues to do things that you know amazing for a 44 year old in the nfl it's really amazing and uh i'm gonna say things that about this guy like i've said things about Derek jeter i i hate the guy but i respect him you hate him because he's so good you hate him because he's like dang he's so good he keeps doing what you know what we never thought he would. I mean, he's a six-round draft pick and just shows up every day. But you have to respect him. Even if you don't like him, you hate their guts, you hate them because they're good, they beat your team, you have to respect them at the end of the day. And I respect Brady because he's such a class player. What are your thoughts on Brady? Gotta hate him because he's like a, he's like a arch nemesis that you're trying to get rid of, and he keeps coming back, and we keep we keep being we keep getting defeated by him. No matter what we do, yeah, it's it's tough. Well, thank you. That's all the time we have uh, for this episode. Join me next time. And thank you, Jordan, for joining me on this episode and talking about a little bit about the Falcons campaigns over the years. Thanks, sir. That is it for the second episode of Media Hut. Join me next Tuesday at 6 p.m. and a new guest speaker has down another team and their social media hashtag campaigns. Hope you enjoy the show and you'll hear from me real soon. Hut out. Thank you for listening to another episode of Media Hut. Hope you tune in next Tuesday at 6 p.m. here on Media Hut Simple Sports Campaigns for another rendition of great hashtag campaigns surrounding the world of sports with your host, Christian Castro.